Welcome, heathens and witches, to the Horn and Cauldron podcast. podcast. Yeah, so we're uh, we're back at it again. We had a little we had a little hiccup there. Uh, literally, <laughs> like moments after we finished, like like editing the podcast. I had I was like exporting the podcast when we lost power and internet. And it like finished exporting like five minutes yeah, after it like All finished exporting battery. on my laptop battery. And I was like, I got the file, but like no way to connect it. And we had like a downed like cable, like internet line. So we just like literally had no internet. Um, so it was for a fun almost, 23 days. Yeah. For almost so, the entire month of January. Yeah. yeah no, we had internet. no internet at home. Yeah. And um, I mean, that's it's awful. It it's, was awful. We, it, it's fine. Let me tell you what we I remember a time before the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> and this was all fields as far as the eye could see. We I had to walk uphill up in the snow the both ways. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, like I remember a time before, like the Internet was as pervasive as it is now. And like I remember a time before smartphones, too. Uh, but like we no longer live in a society where you can like go without Internet in for that home. For that long, I mean, um, I mean, it, listen. It definitely limited the shit that we could do in our lives. A la, like I run a business for like online, so I have to have internet to do that. And we were like kind of barely able to get just enough cell phone reception. We were to, like, basically print labels, but it was to, like Hermes. Yeah, it was bad. It was it was it was it <laughs> was Apollo bad the whole to, time. Like, give us um, internet, but at the same uh, time, enough. I mean, like you know, it gives you more time to like read books and and do all kind of other stuff. Uh, you know, bits and bobs around the house and such like that. So yeah, yeah. so it, it's it was a fun. Forced vacation, for lack of better words. From the internet. From the internet, uh, yeah. And power for like five or six days. But like the internet was the real problem. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's a very yeah, long so way to say. Uh, long story short. Uh, a bit of catch up. Yeah, with our we're, we're a little behind. So sorry about that. But we're going to we're gonna catch up and uh, get back on schedule with those things. Yeah. Starting now-ish. Yeah. Um. So that, that'll be, you know, look forward to that stuff. Um, and we've obviously got the upcoming in bulk ritual for the patrons. So if you if you're a patron, look forward to that. Uh, and if you're like, what's that or whatever, uh, we'll talk about it again at the end. But uh, we uh, join our join our Patreon or whatever. And um, what else do I have to do at the very beginning? If you're listen if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to like this video and all that shit. And if you're listening to this in a podcast, leave us a review because that's how we know that you listened. Because, honestly, we don't know. There's no way to do that. Cool. Um, yeah, turns out uh, we may have 10 listeners we may right have, now. We may have Look up to 10, us. 10 whole listeners. Two yep. years, 10 S- listeners. Scre- screaming into the void five yeah, people at a time. Yeah, there we uh, go. But so, uh, yeah, let's get right into it. Today is Imbolc 103, the Nine Herbs Charm. Yeah. Yeah. So before we get into the nine herbs Is this herbs like a charm, Kentucky Fried Joint? Nine herbs and spices? Definitely not. Yeah? Definitely That's funny. Not. It's funny as shit. You're welcome. <laughs> You're all welcome. All 10 of you. Definitely not. You're welcome. <laughs> um. Well, before we get into the nine herbs charm, I want to talk a little bit about a little bit about Imbolc first. So this is Imbolc 103. So Imbolc 101 was kind of like a basic intro to a bunch of things. We actually talk a lot about the goddess Brigid in that. Um, And Imbolc 102, we sort of talk about some specific um, pieces that you can do to kind of like celebrate Imbolc and a variety of different ways to celebrate Imbolc. And Imbolc 103, we are talking about something that sort of falls in line with the idea of what Imbolc is um, in a bunch of depths. So the Nine Herbs Charm is not necessarily tied to Imbolc, but is Imbolc adjacent, sort of like what we did with the Yule 103 and all of the rest of the Sabbaths for this year. If you're yeah, listening to this when these come out, for the are one- for the 103s are going to be like a deep dive into a uh, like particular like bit that is like related to or adjacent to or like takes the it's like you know kind of gets the same point across and it's the same time of year but like is you know historically separated or something like that um you know so it's like a little bit more of like a very specific thing yeah you know yeah. for b- bonus knowledge on the holiday 
Yeah. So to recap, Imbolc takes place on February 1st or 2nd. Some people <laughs> celebrate on the 2nd sometimes. Um, in the Northern Hemisphere or August 1st or 2nd in the in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, and that date is about halfway between the winter solstice, uh, which is Yule, and the spring equinox, which is Ostara. And um, people have been celebrating Imbolc or something around this time uh, for like pretty ancient times uh, because uh, we... We have this information because of like ancient passage tombs that were discovered um, in Europe. So people have been celebrating this holiday um, in a variety of different ways for a very, very long time. Um, and Imbolc is really a time to celebrate like, hey, guys, we made it through the worst of the winter. Yeah. We're in the home stretch now. Uh, spring is a coming. Um, and people typically celebrated these with um, hearth fires and bonfires and feasting and planning the upcoming harvest that is the upcoming growing season mind you and weather divination um uh, ahem ahem groundhog day yeah well and figuring out like when to plant your seeds and stuff and yeah. what to plant yeah. and where yeah. to plant it and that whole thing does you do, does your if you're from not america does your country have a weird equivalent to the american groundhog day our uh divinatory ground varmin predicting when spring will sprung yeah our day of worshiping bill murray's it's, yeah it's so it's so, groundhog day movie. is so deeply weird but so entrenched in the like every year it happens and there's no question and everybody from children to adults seem to just accept the wisdom of this fucking groundhog whose name is punxatani phil the yeah. thing that gets me about groundhog it's, day it's it's a fantastic <laughs> weird american like hoodoo tradition so that's thing, what it is the thing that gets me about groundhog day is we are from the west coast we are from california and punxatani phil like the main groundhog like and Head head, 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 hog head of the ground. Head prediction. Head prediction is groundhog. in Philadelphia, yeah. which is like in New England. Yeah, I guess Eagles. Philadelphia is considered New England. Um, like, oh, and that, that is the complete opposite side of the country. Yeah. And for people that I are, I mean, not, we live in Northern California. Let's be perfectly honest. Like, it's not the same. Our winters are not the same. Our winters are definitely yeah, not. We don't the same. have we don't have it all of that below. drama that you guys have out there. Yeah, we, we don't, don't have none we, of that yeah, shit out here. We where we yeah. live it, when it gets yeah. below sixty, we are just like guys break out the heat. Yeah, we don't we it. don't have we don't have none of that shit out here. But, so. but like the seasons that we have are so different that I'm always just like, why are we listening to this? Well, but <laughs> this but listen, listen, that is listen. literally thousands the, the of miles the Catholic, away. The Catholic Church tried this two pope shit for a while, and it resulted in a bunch of wars. It's not going to yeah. work out if we have a west a west coast ground. And they have an East Coast groundhog, and there's some sort of a disagreement. Fucking World War Five. We don't. I don't need even that know shit. that we have groundhogs. Yeah, Civil War twenty seven we out here. Well, we have some sort of fur pig that you can put in the earth, right? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Woo! That sent me. I mean, okay. we've, got, we've got to have some sort of an equivalent of like a ground varmint out here. I mean, we have like forest mice. That's a groundhog, right? Mice. Kind of. I mean, I kind of use our, our tortoise as the bellwether for the season. Yeah, he's sure. He's still asleep. Sure. He's like winter. It's still here, guys. Yeah, we can use Although ground, he did I mean, wake ground up turtle briefly. Same yeah, thing. So, yeah. Um, so, anyway. Yeah. Um, Do you know about a <laughs> Californian or West Coast groundhog equivalent? Let us know in the comments below. Uh, I would be interested to know if we can use it to divine weather. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Let's very, fight the East Coast, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was a tweet about that literally today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, We're on the same page, guys. The revolution. Uh, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> now, Imbolc is also a holy day for the Celtic goddess Brigid. We talk more about Brigid in um, Imbolc 101, which is episode five. Um, and she is actually the daughter of the Dagda. Mm -hmm. And we do a deep dive on him in episode 29. Yep. And uh, Brigid is a member of the Tuachadadanan, uh, some of the Celtic deities. And uh, every time I see that word of the written fae. out, my brain is just like, no. And I know how to say Tuahadadanan. I mean, like, it's not, I, I can say it easier than I can read it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I can read it much easier. Because every time I read it, it, I'm just like, ah, there's like a bunch of bonus characters in that word. I have to like kind of stop everything else to pronounce it right. Uh, 
Now, Brigid is the goddess just of... Whatever, man. Yeah. <laughs> Brigid is the goddess of livestock, particularly cattle. She's also a goddess of fertility and spring and arts and crafts and poetry and blacksmithing and healing. Yep. She also has kind of like a triple goddess aspect associated with her. Now, yep. like I said, we go into more in those episodes. So if you want to listen more about um, Brigid um, or Imbolc, listen to episode five, Imbolc 101, or episode 31, which is Imbolc 102. Um, and so... The nine herbs charm. I'm going to circle back to that. Okay. So this is a time when kind of like planting a garden and starting your seeds was sort of like traditionally done. Mm-hmm. We are a bit early to plant seeds right now, but think of Imbolc not so much as a day, but as a kickoff to a season. Yeah. Right? yeah it's, like, not like, it's not like plant seeds on Imbolc. It's like on Imbolc, plan the seeds that you're going to plant and when you're going to plant them. Plus, you're sort of far enough out of winter that you're able to sort of be like, all right, well, listen, we, like, we need to like turn off the Game Boy or put down the sticks, whatever you did in the old days. Uh, put down the rocks. I, I don't know that in the in the old days they had the Game Boy. I, know, I, I was saying today, put down the Game Boy. <laughs> oh, in the old days, okay. set down those sticks and rocks. <laughs> put those bugs back in their box or whatever the heck. Um, we got to go start planting seeds right now because it's like real warm on in bulk. Yeah. Right. Or like, oh, hey, it's still raining sideways. We have some time. Let's not yeah. pull the seeds yeah. out of the underground place or whatever the fuck. Yeah, you know? it's not the, time like, yet. storage or what yeah. have you. So like, yeah, I you know, I feel like in bulk is more of a like, I mean, fairly like the way that we celebrate Groundhog Day in America, where it's really just used as a as like a predictive bellwether um, to like. Figure out when you think your spring is going to come so you can get started on your garden planning. Like sometimes this time of year, it's still like bad. And we're like, all right, well, like it's going to be a while. And sometimes you're like, we need to go to Home Depot tomorrow to buy seeds. Like we don't even have time to get the nice ones. Give us the garbage seeds. Plant twice as many. Yeah. You know, because like, you know, like it's already starting to get warm outside and you're just like, we're, we're falling behind. You yeah. know, we've had years yeah. like that for sure, for sure. Absolutely. So I, I think Absolutely. of this less as like a, like the day you're supposed to plant seeds, which I think is kind of the way that it's often talked about. Um, and I think it's more of like the day for you to like kind of observe the ground varmint and be like, uh, it's definitely not time for us to get ready for seeds or like, all right, let's get let's get some seeds. Let's get ready to rebuild the chicken coop or whatever we got to do. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like time to get started. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, perhaps starting seeds indoors is a good thing. There are certain seeds that you can start as early as this time of year. And if you're not particularly interested in the hog of the ground telling you when spring is going to come, after a while of kind of like. Sky hog. They say when pigs fly, that's a thing. (laughs) I don't think that's the same thing. You could also use water hog. I don't know what that is, but that sounds adorable. Yeah. Isn't that a hippo? I don't know. You could also do fire hog. You know, it's dangerous. Is that bacon? Be, be careful with fire. Um, why not? <laughs> so. Oh, man. Yeah. After a little while of, like, observing the changes in the season, like, a lot of people talk about this very specific thing that happens in the summer where all of a sudden, one day in, during the summer, you can smell that fall is coming. And um, I'm here to tell you that you can smell the other seasons coming as well. Uh, And once you kind of like get in like this sort of idea where you're like observing nature, the nature around you very specifically, because this is true even if you live in a city, you can still observe nature because most cities have like a park um, or trees or at least squirrels. The thing that you uh, drive by, the sounds that you hear at sunrise, you know, the... Like, like it doesn't even have to necessarily be like wild animals. You'll start observing changes in like the way that like yeah. people are interacting with their front yards and things like that. I mean, like, you know, life has a sort of intrinsic connection to the like rotating seasons, that yeah. sort of like rhythm of life thing. And like, like you'll be able to notice that I, for us, because we're, we live like just in the middle of nature, like we're very hyper aware of it because we see it in everything, in the plants that we have, you know, in our garden, in the redwoods, yeah. in the bugs that we get. We can tell the season by the bugs that we get. We have that ground tor- turtle doing its thing, waking up at weird times and such. The chickens yeah. start getting squirrely, Dan, 
you know, the dogs start like molting their winter coat and such. Yeah. So there's so, a variety of ways that you yourself can look at it and kind of go like, ah, spring yeah. is coming. Also, that is a supremely like witchy thing to do. You just kind of like walk outside in, in a heavy coat, holding a mug of a nice hot drink and then take a whiff of the air. And you're like, ah, spring is coming. And then you just tell everyone spring is coming and it is very fun to, to do that. Let yeah, me tell true. you. Um, so anyway, if you're looking to plan your garden, you might want to use this particular episode as an inspiration um, because we're going to be talking about the nine herbs charm. Yeah. But to talk about that first, we have to talk about Odin and the Laknunga. Okay. So Odin, um, there aren't a whole lot of mentions of him in ancient writings uh, using herbs, except for a few instances like him healing a horse or how like mistletoe heal figures into um, Ragnarok. Yeah. Uh, but he is associated with magic and healing and knowledge. And in ancient times, the practitioners of leechcraft, which was the most insane way to talk about somebody who practiced medicine, uh, leechcraft? Yes. I mean, leeches are like no, really useful not tools. Most of these people did not use leeches. Well, they try harder, man. A leech was basically uh, someone who was like a witch. When, when they're like, ah, they're a witch, burn them. Like that. You mean um, witch? Like no, a, like a leech? Witch? Like the word leech. Oh, okay. Like the like the blood-sucking creature. Oh, okay. Um, so leechcraft. Like, leechcraft? Nope. That sounds fire. I'm here for that. We're going to do a podcast on I mean, we probably will eventually, <laughs> yes. But, um, yes, practitioners of, like, ancient herbal medicine mm. were typically called leeches, and they practiced leechcraft. Okay. So um, that's a fun thing that now you can tell people. Um, and so practitioners of leechcraft also likely incorporated what we would consider today as witchcraft into their preparations of these, like, herbal remedies. Sure. Uh, and also combining magic with it. So in many magical practices, we see that the practitioner thanks the plant spirit or like recites a prayer or creates a ritual around uh, around the consumption and the harvest of the plant. Mm -hmm. That's the pretty common thing across sort of like all cultures and all time spans. So like in Wicca, which is a very modern religion created in like the 1970s. Practice. Oh yeah. Well, uh, you can kind of consider it a religion. I guess you but could, yeah. In, in the practice of Wicca, it is recommended that you thank the mother for the plant. There are a lot of different ways that Wicca can kind of like trickle down into in into like specific sects and shit, yeah. but um it's very very common to see that in wicca where you're thinking the mother or you're thinking mother earth or you're thinking the plant for letting you pick it um and in ancient Greece, we have evidence that some Greek and Egyptian magical users not only thank the plant spirits, but they also thank their deities or literally every deity they could possibly name. Sure. Like there's one that I saw in the Greek magical papyri where they thanked like no less than 15 gods and goddesses yeah. for a plant. Like I had and a lot of time like, on I'm here for it. Uh, and they even had like specific rituals for the harvesting of plants that sometimes included like cleansing yourself and picking, a, you know, there's also picking plants on very auspicious days and times and seasons. So there's a lot that kind of like goes into, goes into that. So it's really not that surprising that we would see Odin associated with something like this because understanding when and how and where uh, to harvest a plant would be, well, knowledge. And a lot of these plants were used for healing, which is a thing that he's associated with. And many of these healing plants are also associated with magical endeavors and vice versa. Mm -hmm. um, so all of those things are really like, boom, right there in the Odin space. In addition to that, he also practiced cedar magic, which is very commonly associated with mind altering substances. And um, guess where you got those in the olden times? From the earth. Yeah. I mean, that's where you still get them. That's where you still get them. Yeah, well, you I still mean, get them from the earth. some of them come out of a lab, but. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Robot ones. Yeah. So um, if you want more information about Odin, listen to our episode, um, Intro to Modern Odinism, which is episode 25. Uh, and just so you guys know, all of the episodes that we talk about will be linked in the description below if you are listening on YouTube and in the show notes if you're listening on the podcast network. Yeah. Now, 
In the Laknunga, the Nine Herbs charm specifically says that Woden, which is another name for Odin, uh, is banishing poison by using the Nine Herbs. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Laknunga, um, that word means remedies. It's actually a compilation of manuscripts that were written sometime between the 10th and 11th centuries, we think, in um, Old English, Old Irish, and in Latin. Some of these appear to perhaps have been written down by members of the church, whereas some of these appear to not be written down by members of the church. Uh, it's a kind of a weird place, but basically anytime we talk about um, writings specifically from the Norse side of things. We're really talking about like where that line of like the synchronization of things into Christianity and, um, you know, the, the rise of Christianity in Europe. That's two drinking game ones for you already. Yeah. Right. Where those kind of take place. So, uh, the first translation of the Laknunga was, um, was actually in the 19th century by the book's first editor, Oswald, Cockane. That's a that's a bold name. You're welcome. Yeah, Oswald Cockane. Yeah, that's um, it's a it's a place. That guy is going to grow up to be a super villain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is. That is a super villain for Batman. <laughs> yeah, Hundo Pasun. Absolutely. Yeah. So these manuscripts, the Lilacnunga, contain all kinds of things: charms, both um, healing as well as magical, uh, incantations and prayers, and of course the nine herbs charm, which actually shows up in some other writings too, but it's not particularly important um, to what we're talking about today, and. Another thing about translating ancient texts is it's difficult and um, we aren't entirely sure exactly which nine herbs they are because some words are kind of maybe colloquial or could be a few things or indicate an herb that we don't think that they would have had back then. Um, so modern day, at the time of recording this, the most common uh, interpretation of this is that the nine herbs are mugwort, plantain, not the banana, bittercress, betony, chamomile, nettle, apple, probably crab apple, chervil, and fennel. I think Chervil's a Pokemon, not an herb. So. Um, it's definitely both. <laughs> um, now, we're going to talk about the plants themselves. And before we start talking about the plants, I have to tell you guys, um, hey, guess what? We're not doctors. Um, and we are not here to dispense medical advice. If you choose to take any of these herbs, topically ingest them, touch them, look at them. We didn't tell you to do that. Yeah. Consult a physician before doing any of this stuff. Yeah. Look up an MSDS. Like, like do research on your own. This is just, this is the, this isn't the like science. This is what this thing does. This is the like, what these herbs are talked about having the property of. You see what I'm it's saying? It's a little bit of both. You see what I'm saying? So I'm going to be talking about the magical and the herbal uses of each of these herbs, which would indicate why they are there. Um, so that later on, when you read as part of the recommended reading, the nine herbs charm, which again, links description show notes, um, that makes a little bit more sense for you. Sure. Sure. So yes, we are not doctors. Do not take this as medical advice. Consult a physician. Uh, you guys know the drill. So, um, first up on this list is mugwort. Mugwort is one that we know for sure that it's referencing. And mugwort is actually a pretty interesting plant because as far as um, magical uses go, um, we're looking at like astral travel. This is one of those herbs that we think that um, that like, um, you know, the witches riding the broomstick. We think that this is one of the herbs that they were using and that the travel was not physical, but astral. Um, it's also used to cleanse. It's used to aid divination. It's used for fertility, um, lucid dreaming to prevent disease as well as prophetic dreams and protection. So we've got kind of like a really all purpose, magical herb yeah. here good, with good, magical herb. good, yeah. good stuff. And for herbal uses, that's funny. I put astral protection under herbal uses. I that's saw that. Not, I saw that. That's yeah. not supposed to I be there. 
I must have typed it in and been like, weird, I didn't type this in the right place. And then just like never deleted it. Anyway, um, for herbal uses, um, mugwort is typically used to calm. It's used as a digestive aid to help soothe sore muscles, as well as for um, menstrual health and sometimes even for pain relief. Uh, so you can kind of see that there is some sort of a link between these magical and herbal uses. And I know that we talk about, I know that we've talked in several podcast episodes about when things have magical uses, uh, like, you know, where do those correspondences come from? And one of the things that they do come from a bit is these herbalism type uses as well. So you can sort of see some of the some of the bridges there. Um, and just so you guys know, this is not the full list of all of the things that these can be used for, whether herbal or magical. Yeah. That full list will be um, on the uh, spell Book, page. Yeah, Book of Shadows Book of page. Shadows page. Um, yeah, uh, the, on the Patreon. Yeah, on the Patreon. Yeah, so, that's correct. And there's a brief list. So um, yeah, mugwort, pretty dope plant. Yeah. 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 Everybody knows mugwort. It's yeah. a classic. It's a very, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a classic. Now next is a uh, plantain. And like I said, not the banana. Uh, so plantain is um, the, the herb in particular that we're talking about for plantain is actually considered a weed in most places. And um, until I knew what plantain looked like, I did not realize that I had been seeing it literally everywhere my whole life. So that's fun. <laughs> um, but uh, plantain's magical uses is that it brings blessings. Um, it can help you connect with ancestors. It helps you to energize. And of course, it brings healing and protection. And for herbal issues um, or herbal uses, it helps you with lung issues. It's a powerful anti-inflammatory. Um, it can also help with skin issues and healing wounds. So plantain is another really neat one. Sometimes people use it as like a Band-Aid, uh, just like the leaves. They kind of like mush them up and then use that as a Band-Aid. So that's pretty fun, too. So, um, after plantain, we they're have, tiny no, they're not tiny bananas <laughs> or large bananas. They're, they're also not the, large bananas. Kind of plantains you get at your local That's, there's no, it, it has, it looks nothing like a banana. No, I know. It's just that like weepy weep thing. Yeah. Yeah. So next on the list is cress. Uh, and there are a lot of different varieties of cress, so I'm just kind of going with general cress here. Um, and the magical uses for cress is um, for fertility. Moon magic is big here. Do they have all four elements of cress. So they have water cress and fire cress and, and, and earth cress and sky cress. There's at least three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only know watercress, so I'm I'm learning a thing. Yeah. So um also um cress helps to strengthen your mind and keep it active. Mm. Uh which is sort of an interesting um connotation the there. Yeah. And as far as herbal uses, um this it aids digestion, it's a diuretic, a general tonic, and it also helps to reverse anemia, ladies. Um it's also delicious. <laughs> Watercress? Yeah. Those are those um those uh kind of snappy doodads inside of the no. food? Nope, not at all. Watercress is a green that you typically eat in a soup or a salad. Oh, I'm thinking of water chestnut. Yeah, you're always yeah. every time. Every, every time, time I get that one wrong. Every yeah. time. Because yeah. it's because I violently hate water chestnuts. With a passion that consumes my soul. Really? Yeah. Huh. Just awful. Awful abomination of a food. I mean, like, I don't want to eat plain. Just absolute garbage. Throw but it in the like, trash can. If they're in a soup no, or a stir even, fry, you care. better believe I'm going to eat care. Put those. it in a bowl, throw it at the chickens. Done. No, they're not even like, them. They're kind of like jicama. No, jicama's way better. Oh, all right. Yeah, no. I cannot stand water chestnuts. Water cress, weird leaves. I'm probably here for them. Yeah. They're, I yeah. love leaves. As long as they're cooked less. Yeah, I know. I don't want too much cooked vegetables. <laughs> Yeah, it's a thing. Uh, somebody else out there who is about this, let me know, comment or whatever the heck. Um, I just prefer raw vegetables. I just genuinely don't like cooked vegetables. Any of the vegetables. Everything. People are like real hype on cooked broccoli. That is ferociously insane to me. I will just take a broccoli right off the plant and eat it. I love broccoli. Don't cook it. Don't even put a little bit of warm on it. Get that shit cool. Pick it in the morning. Right. I just I can't stand cooked vegetables. It's like a thing for me. I don't know what it is. So like leaves. I don't want to cooked ass leaves. I want just raw leaves. 
Yeah, it's just a thing. I don't know what it is. I think it's probably because as a kid, like, everywhere we wandered, you could just, like, pick up plant off the, like, you know, off the bush and, like, yeah. chew on it and stuff. So I'm just, like, used to just, like, fresh vegetables, you know, pick an apple off a tree and eat it kind of a thing. So, yeah, whatever. I don't know. I'm weird, probably. Uh, you're definitely weird, but I don't know I'm that that weird. is I'm so normal thing. right now. What are you I don't know that that's about? the thing that makes you weird, uh, but it's definitely one of them. It's on the list. <laughs> so next up is Bettany. Like the Robert. Uh, no. Um, isn't it, isn't the name Paul anyway? It's Paul Bettany. <laughs> it's Paul Bettany. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about him that, yesterday. Yeah. yeah, we were it was, just talking It was all yesterday. an elaborate ruse, guys. Yeah. So, um, there are two main types of Bettany. One is uh, a particular, a particularis um, genus. And I don't recall off the top of my head, which one there is in America. Wood Bettany uh, grows like really commonly pretty much throughout the whole U S um, but there's sort of a, a divide at the Rocky mountains. And on one side you have one type of Bettany and on the other side, you have the other type of Bettany. So I think there's a lot of plants that are like that. Yeah. Yeah. So Bettany is, um, Bettany is a really interesting plant out here in California. We have one, um, that's called a uh, warrior's flame, um, or torch or something along those lines. It's particularis candenesis. And, um, it grows, grows in like oak groves and forests and it's actually like semi parasitic where it like taps into the host plants uh roots and like drinks some of the nutrition not to like kill the host plant but to live in like symbiosis with it and uh so if you plant it next to something it will sort of take on but slightly part of the um like herbal medicine of that main plant, mm, which is nice. really interesting. Um, so Betany has a ton of interesting uses and particularly the Pedicularis does too. The wood Betany, which grows on the other side of the Rocky Mountains, still cool stuff, but um, I don't, but, but the um, herbalism uses are um, ever so slightly different. Um, and in, in a, in, 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 Pretty like simple ways. So magical uses of betony seem to be the same across the whole side of things. Yeah, post -pendrums. So, so magical uses of betony, betony is to um, exercise and ward off evil spirits. It's for grounding and harmony, protection and purification and uncrossing as well as healing. Now, uh, herbal uses um, is to calm. It helps to cure headaches. It can be used as a digestive aid, as well as relieving fever and um, tight muscles. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So next up on our list is chamomile. Yeah, which you can basically get everywhere. Yeah. Um, and chamomile is used um, magically for healing to increase spell success. So I end up putting chamomile in almost every one of my spell jars and spells because who doesn't want to increase the success of your spell? Yeah, it's just like plus two to success. Put a little cap, sprinkle a little chamomile on it. Yeah. Plus, plus two to magical success. Yeah, plus it smells nice. Yeah. Tastes great. It's also used for love and luck and meditation and uh, sleep because it is calming <laughs> and reducing stress. Uh, herbally, you can use it for cramps, um, for liver issues, menstrual issues, and for skin irritation. It's uh, it's actually really great for uh, calming down like allergic reactions um, on your skin as well as uh, eczema. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Chamomile, delicious with a slice of apple and some hot water. Yeah. Chamomile tea with apple. Very nice. It's classy. It's fancy. Float like a thinly sliced wedge of apple. You just gotta slice it real thin so it's nice. Absolutely, yeah. Put it in there in your cup. If you uh if you're feeling particularly randy, cut a bunch of very thin slices like that. They have to be very, very thin to do this. But uh wrap them around themselves so it's like a little rose of oh, apple slices in the bottom of your I tea cup. I too have seen this TikTok. And then you just put a little bit of water, <laughs> sprinkle a little bit of what you call it on there. Yeah. Bing bang boom. Got yourself. Well, they use caramel in the TikTok video. Oh, is it caramel? I thought it was just 
Well, I thought it was they, they, water, they but... use they use no they use caramel to like glue the flour down. Oh, yeah. So it's like a caramel apple. I see. Well, that thing. sounds yeah. even better. Yeah. yeah. Caramel apple. Sign a little caramel apple. A little hot water. Splash of a uh, splash of like rum or something like that. Make a little caramel apple. Uh, Oof. Yeah, maybe like a little brandy or something. You're it, uh, pretty fancy. You're speaking my language yeah, right get now. Fancy. Get fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Get Practice fancy. knife skills in the kitchen. It is. Uh, this is going to make everything you do way easier, and uh, you're going to make way more awesome stuff with it. And you're going to hurt yourself less. Oh, practice. my God. So much less. Practice, yeah, practice. practice makes perfect, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I learned how to flip eggs by flipping a piece of toast in a cast iron skillet. So, yeah. Now, now pretty good at flipping eggs. Just got to practice. I've just literally go... never seen you flip an egg. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, well. We have scrambled eggs here most of the time anyway. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. You do the like Japanese scrambled egg thing. Whatever yeah, we're just called. currently in a scrambled egg phase. Only eggs I've ever eaten. No, no other eggs exist. That's not all lies. true at all. Cannot believe any of them. It's not true literally at all. We Cannot eat so many eggs. Any. So That's many true. ways. Every, <laughs> we, we do eat eggs in every possible <laughs> egg way. Do you have a new way to eat eggs? Comment below. Let us know. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, next plant up is a nettle. Yes, stinging nettle. Yeah. Uh, Regular nettle, stinging nettle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, be careful with nettle, folks. Um, it definitely can sting you. <laughs> yeah. And like um, generally irritate and such. Yeah. Yeah. So there are certain ways that you can harvest it. If you're looking to harvest it yourself, I definitely recommend that you look those up. And if you are unsure about that or don't feel quite comfortable, definitely just purchase it already dealt with. Yeah. Taken you know? care of. It's a, it's, it's not difficult, but it's, um, you gotta, you gotta be willing to do the work. So for nettle, magical uses are, um, really as an antidote, um, to just about anything. Um, it will help to repel it. Hello. It's covered with like poisony kind of stickers. You know, like stingy stickers. Yeah. It's also used for cleansing and dispelling and protection and willpower. As far as herbal uses, you can use nettle as a diuretic. It's great for hair and skin. It helps to increase your circulation and is another great herb dealing with anemia, ladies. Not that guys can't have anemia, but looking at you girls, you know what I'm talking about. Or maybe not, you don't. I do not know what they're talking about. Oh. Um, no, I totally do. Okay. No, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Of course, how could, I not, <laughs> how could I not understand that? That would be insane. Well, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know you. I've never met you. Yeah. Who are this? you? Where Where am I? What's going on Who's right now? What's, what's happening? Why are they in my house? Why are, why are we what recording? What beer you are they drinking? What it's even is this? It's just beer, beer. It's beer flavored beer. It's fantastic. Oh, it's nice. Um. So next up is apple. Yeah. Now, um, we think that they really mean crab apple here because that is the variety of apple that you would have had at that time. Um, Only golden delicious side. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you, you know what? Just use whatever apples you like. You don't necessarily have to go and, and locate crab Although apples. Although if you do have crab apples, you can, you don't just have to like let them fall on the ground and turn to mush and then rake them up at the end of the season. Like there's a ton of stuff you can do with crab apples. Totally. I used to make um, applesauce out of crab apples. Oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah. Make yeah. mad applesauce out of crab apples, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And like apple pies and shit, you just can't like eat it as an apple. Although I've definitely ate a fair share of crab apples. I have as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, both with and without regrets. So there's yeah. there's that. <laughs> so apples have a ton of different magical meanings. They are a very magical <laughs> thing. I love. I'm sorry. We're going to interrupt this broadcast right now for me to read to you without any information because she does the research and stuff. I, I'm just here for uh, just random in, insertions. But um, the it says magical uses apples. Right. Next tab in magical uses. First thing, death. It's just, yeah, I mean, I guess slingshot, strong arm, a t-shirt cannon, and Apple just means death with those things, right? You just wing it hard enough, fire it out of a shirt cannon, boom. Yeah, dangerous thing, apples, magical use, it's danger, don't do it. It's just the first thing on the list, they're alphabetically does, does, arranged. It, or, or. Does she mean that it staves off death? Because they say that an apple a day keeps the doctor away. And if a doctor can't get to you, then you can never know you're sick. So there you go. Fucking immortal. Right? Is that is that what that saying means? That if I eat apples, I achieve immortality? Um, well. A lot of gods ate yeah. apples for immortality. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, apples eat are, an apple. Fuck apples that. are crazy healthy for yeah. you. Eat an apple. Fuck um, that. So yes, apples are in fact associated with death, uh, yeah. both with the avoiding of it. death. Right. Remember, we learned about gravity because that scientist got brained. Um, well, apples are kind of considered like an underworld fruit. Like most of the time when people think about like the fruit of the underworld, yeah. they think about pomegranates because of Persephone. Yeah. And that's definitely you cut not an wrong, apple in half, but skeleton face. Uh, well, a pentagram for certain. And the pentagram thing. Well, it depends on the direction you're cutting the apple in half. I have never cut an apple in half and seen a skeleton face. Well, it's because, you know, you cut an apple like so you can see the like pods sideways. You mean the seeds? Yeah. 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 Skeleton face. It's got skeleton ass eyes. Plus, you can carve apples into like heads. You can like carve I have, apple I have definitely head done shit. apple shrunken heads. Yeah, Very man. fun stuff. Yeah. Very you fun stuff. weed out of that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Only uh, if it's legal where you live. Only if it's legal where you live. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not but, allergic But to if it. it is, apple pipe. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, apples are also associated with fertility. Sure. Yeah. Because uh, of the seeds. Well, I mean, they're everywhere. Yeah, apples are kind of fucking apples everywhere. Apples are everywhere. Yeah. yeah. We have one guy to blame for that. Johnny, fucking apples, son of a bitch. Well, that's in America. They're yeah. everywhere, like, kind of all over the place. Not yeah. literally all over the world. They were also but, a symbol like, of, yeah. uh, of like, freedom and liberty for a long time. Yeah. Because uh, if you grew apples everywhere, which is very hype, you can turn apples into apple brandy. And that shit is good, man. Yeah. You can get hooched up on some apple juice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So apples are also associated with friendship as well as immortality and yep. love. Yep. Um, herbally, um, apples are fantastic for blood purification. Uh, in fact, I read something recently that so was saying, right like, now. if you're having a particularly PMS time, make sure to eat an apple a day to mm. cleanse the the ghosts in your blood, yep. basically. Apples. And they scare um, the ghosts out of the blood because they render you more immortal. That's, that makes yeah, sense. that's basically yeah. it. Perfectly um, reasonable. <laughs> and uh, I, I definitely have have noticed a difference with uh, with that. That's just me. Blood ghost levels all time low. Well, I don't know about all time low, but definitely on the low side. Know. Apples are also great for digestive issues as well as fever and inflammation. Yep. Um, get the ghost so, out of your muscles. Get the ghost out of your stomach. Yeah, get the apple, ghost out of your brain. Exercise those ghosts out of your blood. Yeah, with yeah. the power of death. And vitality. Ghost death. Ghost death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up is Sherville. This is one of the like hotly contested ones. So this herb may have not been part of the original nine herbs charm, but we think it was. And perhaps they were trading for it at the time um, that the uh, herb charm was being used. So Sherville is um, an, a, an herb that's fairly common in French cooking, and it has kind of like a slight anise flavor to it. So it's kind of like a, a it's kind of like somewhere between anise and parsley. Uh, and, uh, it does not dry very well. So you kind of have to just like grow it somewhere. It's magical uses are for clarity, connecting to your higher self and speaking to spirits as well as immortality. So, I mean, that's, that's, yeah. that's big. Not as good as apples, but not, right. not as, not as hilarious as apples. Yeah. Um, you can also use it as a blood tonic, a general tonic, also a digestive aid, and it helps to heal eye issues too. Mm. Yeah. Yep. And then last on the list is fennel um which grows rampantly wild where we live yes <laughs> it is everywhere that's very true. Uh, um fennel uh also is the um is what dionysus's staff is made of which mm. we talk about in the dionysus deep dive episode yep. i don't remember what episode that is off the top of my head because i didn't plan on saying that yeah that's fine <laughs> 5327 um Put 42 so fennel is um uh, herbally, um, fennel is kind of like a wonder thing. Um, it aids your liver. It's anti-nausea. It can be used as a digestive aid and it can also help with stomach cramps. Nice. So it's delicious also. Yeah. So in looking at all of these nine herbs, um, what the nine herbs Make charm a weird is, fried chicken with it. But I mean, if Colonel Sanders wants to do it, Colonel Sanders would can be do a it. weird fried chicken. But you know what I think it would be better at? Because I noticed when I was looking at all of these um, was that all of these have 
that they are used as a digestive aid in some way. And yeah. I really want to make a bitters out of them. Mm -hmm. um, so that's our new project. Yeah, Niner bitters would be fire. Niner bitters, yeah. yeah. Um, and I have more or less sourced all of where I want these plants to come from. Mm -hmm. So um, there's our seed planning for me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of these we don't necessarily need to grow. Uh, and we already have like a large amount of, yeah. but some of these we will have to grow. It's a real nightmare to grow uh, apples. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Where we currently live growing no an apple, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> In three years, you're going to get one apple. It's going to be the size of a marble or something. Yeah. And it'll take like the whole three years yeah. to germinate. So, um, in the nine herbs charm, what 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 happens is is we're basically uh, the person who's writing this is basically invoking the herb and the powers of the herb and talking about how great the herb is, particularly at getting rid of poison. Um, and then they basically what we just did, yeah. And then they turn it into a salve or a balm to use for poison. Yeah. Uh, but in looking at some of these magical and herbal uses that we just talked about. Like you can really see how something like that would be a really cool, like magical and even herbal remedy for kind of everything. Like we basically, out of those nine herbs, we basically hit every beat that you would think of. Yeah, totally. Um, and of course these are not full lists, um, especially of the herbal uses because don't even get me started on fennel. We could do four yeah, it's a, podcast it's, yeah, episodes it's a on fennel. And thing, I fennel. am not even a certified herbalist. I only know what I know through research and dabbling in, in the art of herbalism. So, like, there's a ton of stuff that you can do with it. Oh, totally, And totally. in addition to that, it's really neat to kind of, like, take a look back in time to see how people used herbs, both magically as well as from like a medicine kind of a standpoint and to see how the gods sort of figure into it. It's a really neat look back in that time. And um, the reason why I picked this, of course, for Imbolc is in case any of you are interested in practicing a bit more magic, perhaps you are interested in Odin and want to plant your garden soon. Maybe some of these herbs will be right up your alley. Again, we're not doctors, consult a physician do all the stuff. Um, but that is, those are the herbs from the nine herbs charm. And the uh, suggested reading for you for these 103s, which is part of the sort of series. Yeah, the is, 103s are coming uh, with reading suggestions. Guess what? You have homework now. Ha <laughs> yeah, ha. Yeah, I bet you didn't know you were getting, Ad signing up for homework. Adult homework, everybody. I That's mean, we could is. read you the nine herbs charm, but like, honestly, it's super long and I definitely don't want to do that right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also I found like a website where not only do you get to read the nine herbs charm, they have it in the language that it was originally written in, which is sort of like old, like old German, old English. Um, and um, it also has uh, like really cool botanical pictures of each herb as you're going through it. And that website, is in the show notes and in the description, depending on where you're listening to this. Um, and it's to uh, some website called Spittlefield's Life. I don't know who they are. I mean, I looked at the website. I, I kind of, I, I understand who they are, but um, I did not pick them because of any affiliation with them. This person that wrote this particular article that it has this information just did a particularly wonderful job with it. So um, definitely check that out with the link in the show notes. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be all linked up in there. So what's up next? So next we have the Horn and Cauldron pub chat. We're going to get back on that uh, train. Yep. Um, now that we are a bit caught up. And our next deep dive, I promise, Brisk Craft, will be on Pontus. That got pushed back just a little bit because of the no, no internet, internet for January thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Free from internet in January. Internet free January. Yeah, but we will be talking about a primordial Greek uh, sea god in the next uh, full length episode that we nice, do. Nice, nice, yeah, nice, definitely. Uh, so yeah, um, I forget what I was going to say entirely. It's it's totally fine. Whatever. Uh, so we'd like to thank our patrons since I can't remember the thing that I was going to say about bloody 
Don't worry, you'll remember it as soon so, as we're done. I know, that's fine. We're going to turn this camera off and I'll know. Uh, so thanks to our patrons, um, Alan, Miranda, Helena, and Alexa. You guys are awesome. You, uh, you keep us constantly improving and we are slowly making moves in that direction. Yep. So thank you very much. We have lots of big plans for this year. Yeah, we're very this year's excited be, about. Uh, very different than last year. And we're hoping to continue to increase uh, kind of like the amount of stuff that we're doing with regard to that. Um, so speaking of our uh, patrons, you'll get the uh, Book of Shadows pages and we're moving along with those as well as um, this weekend. So in a couple of days from when we're live recording this, uh, we will be doing our in bulk ritual. And so you'll kind of join us. We uh, we started doing this for this year uh, where you can join us for our like rituals. And as we decorate our altars and kind of like go through that process with yeah. us. We usually do some sort of fun project associated with whatever it is that the Sabbath is. Yeah. Yeah. Imbolc is associated with seeds and candles basically. And we have a bunch of candles that we need to roll. So yeah. you get to watch us make some candles yeah. and probably start and planting you, the first you, of our seeds. If you have the stuff uh, or can get the stuff, uh, you'll be able to, to make candles along with us. I do like a lot of candle making. So yeah, uh, yeah. I have like a whole little setup for it. Um, yeah, just right because now we go through a ton on, of candles. Yeah, right now we're planning on using sheets of beeswax. Yeah, rolled beeswax yeah, we'll do. Candles. We're going to do rolled candles, but I'll probably while we're doing that get into um, how I recycle candles and things like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we'll go and we'll go into that just because this is the time for candle making. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll dive into all of that and then join us for uh, planting seeds and and doing some ritual with us and all that. And kind whatever of stuff. our in bulk feast is. Yeah, whatever our in bulk feast is. So. So uh, all of that kind of stuff will be up on uh, Patreon soon um, from when we record this. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So thank you guys and uh, stay awesome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so uh, with that being said, I think that's it. Yeah. We don't have correspondences this time. Well, guys. I just read a whole list of things. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Oops, all correspondences Oops, this time. Mostly correspondences. Mostly correspondences, yeah. yeah. So this is gonna be uh so this one's a little bit different, but um yeah, so I guess I guess we just go right to the exit. This has been fun. I've learned <laughs> I've learned a lot of plant stuff, right? So <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's normally my place is all the plant plant stuff. Yeah, yeah. Plant stuff. Uh so uh yeah, if you're uh watching this on YouTube, don't forget to like this video, comment below, share, subscribe, ring the bell, and do all the other. Um, strange rituals that uh, YouTubers ask you to do to keep us um, tethered to this plane of existence. Um, <laughs> that's the way that I think about it in my mind, at yeah. least. Uh, and if you're uh, listening to us on your podcast network of choice, uh, leave us a review. Go leave us a review. Uh, tell us how we said a word wrong. That's uh, that's always one of my favorites. Oh, that's always our favorites, yeah. yes. And they're like, this is how you say it. And I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know that. Thank you. Yeah, you would... You would be surprised. I don't know. I don't know how if you hard it is are trying to, to do that to know me, how to pronounce words. But yeah, I don't know how to do words and such. Yeah, I'm just making it up as I go. It's fine. Um, yeah, don't even talk to me about Lunasa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I say words wrong on purpose, though. A lot of times. You know how you much do. I love Lost yeah. Sod. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, either way, I've been John Norgrove. This has been Julie Norgrove. This has been The Horn. And Cauldron Podcast. Podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us and stay magical, folks. Yeah. And don't forget, breathe in self-confidence and breathe out self-doubt.